podcast with Dan and Scott. Hottest golf podcast, whether you like it or not. Fresh from back in the day when that's a put at the park. 7 a.m. PM special where they played after dark. From the birds to the focus to the losses and the win. Welcome podcast, patron to the show, lead the pen. Get busy golfing or get busy dying. Hottest golf podcast and the swing ain't lying. Welcome back, podcast patrons, to another episode of Leave the Pin Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dan. We are coming to you live from Pinehurst, North Carolina, the home of American golf. I got my boy, D. Lou. What's going on tonight? And Sand Hills golfer himself, my buddy Connor. What's up? And we're going to give you people an entire rundown of what it's like to vacation, play, how to set up a Pinehurst trip. Uh, I talked to Connor a bunch about living here in the Sand Hills region, what it's actually like compared to vacationing. And this is D. Lou's first experience ever in Pinehurst. So, D. Lou, right off the bat, first impressions of Pinehurst as a whole. Well, as we talked about on the way down, uh, I obviously knew about Pinehurst. I knew about two, I knew about four. Uh, I did not know how many courses they actually had here and in the surrounding area. Did not know how cool the village was. And honestly, I didn't do a ton of research just because I wanted to be surprised. And I was surprised and very pleasantly surprised when we walked out, especially onto the putting green. The putting green is absolutely amazing. And then just looking out over the cradle, you know, with the train tracks and the track behind it, I mean, it doesn't get any better. So for people that haven't been here, it really is like an idyllic American setting. You have the back of the clubhouse might be the best sit in all of golf. You've got Thistle Do the Putting Course, Practice Green. You have the Paget Learning Center. You've got two short game areas with bunkers. You've got an entire range of Maniac Hill that's two-sided. You have the cradle back there. You have the 91st hole, the pro shop, uh, 18th hole of number two, first hole of number two, first hole of number four. Train tracks, like Dan mentioned, it's just absolutely insane. Um, Connor, you literally live across the street from the cradle, from the track, off Beulah Hill Road. What is it like living full-time in the home of American golf? It is... uh... A little bit crazy sometimes, I suppose. Um, you know, it, it gets to be uh, a little bit busy with some of the tourists and, and stuff like that sometimes. But other than that, it's, you know, a great place to live. And, you know, um, I really wouldn't picture myself living anywhere else as a golfer. So, so I mean, you, you obviously have the ability to play a, a ton of the courses in the area. Let's move outside of the resort for a bit because the resort is something that we'll touch on a ton as we get into the podcast. Um, what people might not realize is aside from the nine courses, the cradle and the putting course at Pinehurst, this entire area from uh, Candor to Southern Pines all the way up and down Moore County is filled with great golf. Give people a little bit of a feel, a sense of some of the other courses in the area that they can expect to play and what they're like as compared to the Pinehurst courses themselves? Oh, well, in comparison to Pinehurst courses, um, a lot of the courses around the area are still set up somewhat similarly, um, you know, with that Sand Hills feel uh, where you still have your waste bunkers, you still have, um, you know, somewhat dome greens uh, like we've seen on three, two, um, even some on four. Um but for the, for the most part, I mean, a lot of it has that Sand Hills feel, but there's some of those courses like we experienced today that are, you know, they're tucked away in the pines, 
and you know you wouldn't really know about them and they're just you know spectacular courses that nobody really ever gets to experience outside of the resort so i think that's an awesome point tucked away in the pines nothing is like wide open here but you go through gates you go through like a strand of pines and then like an entire new world opens up now i never even knew about pine wild we played that today um, Hope, the director of golf there, was absolutely phenomenal. Got us on to the par 3 course. Let us play nine holes of the Azalea course. I believe it was the back nine. It was just absolutely gorgeous. Private community, gated community, private course. Um, that was a hidden gem. I mean, this is my seventh trip down here. Never played it. One of those freak things. We left the day open. You know, We'll get into our itinerary in a little bit so people can kind of see how to plan. But we left the day open. You made a call. She got us on. You had to bounce. We kept playing. I mean, it was it was absolutely insane. How many of those type of courses are here that people would have no idea about? Uh, well, there's actually plenty, um, more than most would think. And to name a few, uh, Forest Creek Golf Club, which is a member only. Uh, that is a spectacular two courses there, the North and South course. Uh, Country Club of North Carolina, which is something that most people don't even know about nor get to experience. Uh, they have a couple courses there that are phenomenal as well. Um, and those are, you know, that's just a couple to name a few. Or, you know, a couple to name a couple. But, um, you know, there's that Pine Wild. Um, there, and, and there's plenty of, you know, just hidden gems like that in the area, you know. One of the things that, that blew me away, blew D. Lou away, is how few people were actually out on the courses uh we played number three it literally seemed like you had rented the course out. i'm still not convinced that you did not <laughs> rent the course out for us because we didn't see an entire soul the entire time until we got to like the 15th hole or so is that typical here is that because we're in early december and it's a bit cold is that because the pro pro pga Carolina section was going on at the resort and they took over the big courses it's uh actually a mixture of you know a couple of things the pro pro um you know with that going on number two not really being available uh, a lot of people were kind of you know not really wanting to you know go play because a lot of people like to play number two especially you know a lot of members um and then you know especially the cold you know, played a, a huge factor when we get under 40 degrees around here I mean people definitely start canceling their tea times <laughs> Uh, because, you know, they don't want to go out in that. And, I, you know, I certainly don't blame them. You know, they wait for a warmer day a week later. And uh, so we just happened to, you know, get horribly lucky that day. And I promise you I did not rent the course out. I promise that. Um, but, it, you know, it just happened to work out that way just like I had hoped. So if you if you do come down, if you hook up with Connor over Instagram at Sandhills Golf or realize I don't think he has the power to get you a complete course you know, all to yourself and your group, foursome, eightsome, whatever it is. Um, but I'm not putting it past him. Uh, D. Lou, let's give people a little idea of how this trip came to be. Uh, I was down here back in April. People remember the resort hosted us uh, as they are doing again. But this one came about in, in a little bit of different fashion. Well, this first came about because I was real jealous of your trip in April. But it came about because my wife and I supposed to go on a trip together uh obviously covid kind of got in the way we didn't really feel like flying anywhere so i figured i had the week off and who better to call than someone who i knew would want to go play golf someplace so made a few calls 
Uh, big shout out to Tom Pashley, the president of Pinehurst. Big shout out to Alex Podliger, who is the social media coordinator of Pinehurst, for hosting us yet again at the resort. Uh, and then also an enormous shout out to Sean Desmond, head pro at Legacy Golf Course, aka Connor's uncle, as well for hooking us up with the lodging. So uh, things came together. We used some of the Pinehurst connects we had made the last few trips down. And here we are again. So a little bit of rundown on our itinerary. First day we got in, um, got a, got in about two and a half hours sleep or so, and we heard about the vault. Now, Connor, you had said you'd never even heard about the vault living here so far. I actually had not heard about it, surprisingly, but stumbled upon it while walking through downtown Southern Pines one evening. And the one thing that drew me to the window was I actually saw some bubble whips, you know, the, 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 um, the limonades. The limonades. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And they had the Pinehurst logo on them and such. And that's what drew me to the window. And I, like, I looked up and I was like, this is a Pinehurst shop. I was like, in Southern Pines, you know, you wouldn't expect it. So, um, I had no idea for a long time as well. I mean, even though it's only been open a few years. Yeah. So the, the vault for people that don't know is in downtown Southern Pines, the, the town adjacent to Pinehurst. Um, it's basically where Shop Pinehurst, the online platform, packages and sells all of their merchandise. But it's also this old bank vault that was operational to the 70s. Then it became a uh, jewelry store. So finally it has tenants worthy of the area. And what they do is they sell like a small smattering of what you can buy in the main pro shop or at the Carolina. Sometimes at a discount, we walked in happened to have a uh, Cyber Monday discount of 25% off. Got some great merch down there. Uh, one of the most impressive things were these Smathers and Branson course number four ball markers that were all needlepoint ingrained in wood. It was just gorgeous, 25% off. You can't go wrong with that. Obviously spent way too much money, but that's for another podcast. Uh, so we wandered around Southern Pines, great little area, nice little shops and stuff like that. Uh, Dan and I went to play Thistledew, hit the range, and literally crashed at like 7 p.m., knocked out to the next morning, met up with our man Connor, and the first day we played number three. Um, Connor, I'm going to let you explain number three like you did on Instagram to people um, and give people kind of a feel as to one of the you know slightly lesser-known courses at Pinehurst. So number three, as I explained on Instagram, is, uh, you know, as we both agreed, is a, a mini number two. It's set up very similarly and, uh, you know, with the waste bunkers um, or the waste traps, whatever you want to call them, waste areas, um, as well as the dome greens. It makes for, you know, a, a pretty good challenge uh, when, you, you know, when you're playing number three. Um, and it's one of those courses that when people come to town, they don't play very often. And it's mainly because they're focused on number two, number four, and, you know, playing the, you know, the big courses that they really want, you know, that people come to town to play. Number three is more uh, what you'll see of local play. And, you know, you'll see some resort play out there, but um, it's one that I think really should be, uh, you know, more popularized, if you, if you will. But, um you know, with Sugarloaf Social Club redoing the flags and the cards and, you know, doing the designs for that and kind of like the rebranding, um, I think that's brought a new life to it as well. Um, so, I, I, you know, it's definitely a fun course to play, and uh, but it certainly gave us a run for our money. I know that. So it, it's super short, uh, 5,500 yards, which when you look at the card, you think, I'm going to go out, I'm going to dominate this course, Pinehurst has nothing on me. 
Uh, D. Lou, those were your thoughts, maybe not your exact words, but your thoughts in the beginning. You're a long hitter. What did 5,500 yards of Pinehurst course do to you? All right, those were definitely not my words because I would not be dumb enough. Did I think that it was quite short? Yes. But after playing on just the practice green, I knew what I was in for. Uh, 5,500 yards has nothing to do with that course. It is all around the greens and on the greens, which sometimes the slope of those greens and the undulations are absolutely roller coaster like and it will, in the words of Connor, make a grown man cry. Uh, I think that is beyond perfect. You know, one of the things we kind of coined here is you got Pinehurst. And it happened a few times, and usually what that is is when you literally miss your line by about an inch, and the ball rolls past about three to four inches, and you think it's going to stop, and you have a tap-in. But what occurs on these slow greens and these shaved edges, the ball keeps rolling and keeps rolling and keeps rolling, and now the putt that you missed by an inch now becomes a 45-foot putt or so. Um, you curse yourself, you curse the putter, the greens, whatever, but, but you realize at that moment just how good tour pros are, right? How good they are when, when, when guys go out on number two, scalped bare, running rock hard, greens running three or four more in the stint meter than we played, and they're able to lag putts within, you know, three, four inches or, or drain these 20-footers. And, and it seems just absolutely beyond us uh, playing a course like number three. Uh, one of the coolest things was I thought I was going to get a tour of the area, which I completely did. I saw so many cool things that even I didn't know. But we got to show Connor a part of the resort that he had never seen or played, which is mind-blowing to me the man, literally he can throw a rock from his place onto the resort property and you've never played this will do the putting course so give me your thoughts on that first off this will do is an 18 hole putting course that they cut the pins differently every day i believe it's somewhere around 10 or 12 acres of land uh, about a quarter of it is the practice putting green and they set up 18 holes it's phenomenal there's cup holders you go outside when it's nice bring some drinks from the 91st hole or wherever waddle around the scorecards you know pre and post covid there will be but you never played this will do so give us your your thoughts on that so that is correct i never have played this will do until this week um and it's mainly just because anytime that it was possible it was too crowded <laughs> so it just never really happened uh when i wanted it to or when you know we wanted it to when whoever i was playing with and um but i mean i played almost every other course besides i mean i wouldn't i don't know if you call that a course but uh yeah it, it's it's kind of crazy how you can live here and still miss out on some of the you know the little things that people think or people take for you know the the, the big things here in pinehurst yeah it's it's you made a great point last night when we were driving around that there's a big difference between living here and vacationing here and we were talking about that today when when you vacation at a place you have all the time in the world when you're living and working, you know, work and life gets in the way and it's like, oh, geez, I forgot the cradle is across the street. I haven't touched it in a month. You know, it's very easy to kind of, it's there. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. The nice thing about this entire area is there's so many things that you can get to. Um, for someone that lives and works in and around, you know, the Sand Hills region, what's what's the the best aspect of just living down here 
Well, the best aspect is honestly, you know, having the golf around and being able to, you know, utilize any of these courses whenever you can. Um, but the best thing, honestly, is, you know, from coming up north, you know, living in the south is much, you know, better climate to live in. Um, but it, it's certainly a different way of life when you live here. And it depends on, you know, obviously what occupation, you, you know, you're in and, what, you know, what field you're in. But when you're somebody like me who's more of a blue collar guy, you know, works quite a bit, it's a little bit harder to get out on the course. Um but it's, uh, it's a little bit of a change of pace. As you said, when you come down here to vacation, you have all the time in the world to run all over the place, check everything out, and uh, you know just really get to soak it in and enjoy it. And living here, you get to do that as well. But there's some things that you know, may take some time to, you know, to get done and, and, to, and to do. I like the point of Blue Collar Worker, Dilu and I, same exact thing. Um... I think the mindset of a people is like, oh, the Carolina is this hoity-toity hotel. The rooms are three, four, five hundred a night. Pinehurst two and four, four or five hundred bucks each. I can't afford to go to Pinehurst. I mean, we've done it on the cheap and had a mind-blowing time. Uh, you live here, you're not paying four or five hundred bucks every time you go play golf. I mean, there really is some reasonable, affordable golf in the area. If you had to, I'm putting you on the spot, but if you had to pick, let's say, your top three most affordable courses in the area, whether they're part of the resort or not, what are you, what are you giving us? For someone that wants to come down and maybe, maybe splurge on number two or number four, but then they want to kind of rein it in and not break the bank but play some other places. Uh, that's, that's honestly, uh, a hard one. Um, there, you know, for top three, I would have to say, you know, not breaking the bank, but still getting your money's worth. You definitely, um, you know, you want to play stuff in the resort. So I'm not even going to categorize that into this. Um, but you know, courses in the area that you would want to play to get your money's worth, I would say for sure. Um, you know, if it's in the, the winter time, yeah, I haven't played it in the summer, but Legacy, great course for what it is. I mean, very, very inexpensive to play. I mean, it's a few, you know, few minutes out, you know, from Pinehurst out in Aberdeen. It's about 15 minutes or so, you know, depending on where you're staying. Um, but you have there, you have Talamore, which is usually a good option for usually pretty cheap. Um, and I'm not saying that in any bad way, obviously. I, you know, I mean, that's just... Just less expensive. Yeah, less yeah, expensive, exactly. more affordable. Um, them, uh, there's... You know, I don't even know who I would mark as number three, to be quite honest. Actually, you know what? Um, the new, what I'm going to call the new Southern Pines Golf Club, which has just been bought out by Pine Needles, they are actually uh, pretty pretty decent for you know for their rate, and and they're making many improvements on that course. I actually just saw on their Instagram, uh, they're taking some trees down to to you know clear some way for um, you know just kind of opening up the course and, and whatnot. Uh, but that that would definitely be also a great option. That's a Donald Ross design, um, and it would, used to be owned by, I believe, the Southern Pines Elks Lodge or something like that. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then they own that little piece of property behind it too, which is like that hidden nine. Yes, that exactly. No one knows what's going on with, and no one knows if they're going to sell. But that and that too, that's a very affordable, walkable course. Absolutely, you can get that in the summer. I paid in April or you know, so I think I paid twenty five bucks or maybe thirty bucks max to walk it. Yeah, and 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 like you said, an old nineteen circa nineteen ten Ross course. Yep, yeah. I mean, you, you can't beat a Ross course, and, and uh, 
but even you know i'll give a fourth too and and this one is it, you know it's more of a muni course but Knollwood, as i was telling you about the other day Knollwood is you know most people will drive by it and they'll think this is just some you know rinky dink course that nobody wants to play but in all reality you know they keep it in decent shape for what it is and the greens fees are i mean at most i mean if you're walking it's like 14 bucks and if you're riding with a cart it's like 20 dollars, i think so all in all it's not too bad it's a nine hole course and you know they got a, a few nice little holes it's nice and nice and tight you know nothing too too wide open it actually gives you a little bit of a challenge yeah i think people always kind of envision that course as like oh that's the course i pass by when i go from the resort to talamore or i head out that way to yeah. southern pines yeah. and they don't ever pay it any mind but you know there there are some courses here two four um that are wide open five that you can just bomb the ball and spray it and not have to worry. No one's the exact opposite. It might be short, but it reins you in because the fairways are, are super tight. Absolutely. So, you know, one of the things, too, I think is really know your group with who you're traveling with because you can do this on the cheap and you can do this on, you know, you can do this where you spend 20 grand a week. Like, let's not joke about it. Now, with that being said, as I said, you always, you know, want to factor in the resort. So... You don't want to count out number three. You don't want to count out number five. You certainly don't want to count out number one. Um, you know, those are, you know, the more affordable, obviously, of the, sure. the Pinehurst courses. And if you're staying at the resort, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you're a member, if you're staying there on a package, one, three, and five are offered at a discounted rate too, correct? Than a normal walk-on rate? I believe so. I'm pretty sure. I'm not 100%, but I believe so, uh, considering I've never actually been a guest of the resort. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I believe that that's the case, because they get a lot of play, you know, mainly on 1, 3, and 5 with resort guests. Right. Um, obviously, the most desired are 2 and 4, but definitely don't count out 1, 3, and 5 when you come to Pinehurst, because... I mean, they're. I mean, as you know, you played. I believe all of them, correct? Um, I'm up to one, two, three, four, five, seven, and eight. Six and nine are the only two that I've not played. Well, next time you can come down, we'll get you on six. Okay, nine right. being the national that Pinehurst bought out a few years ago. Exactly. That's a little bit of a tougher ticket. That one uh, it is. Not. But, not that it's not doable, but, but... But 1, 3, and 5, I mean, you can attest to the fact that usually, you know, rather more affordable than 2 and 4. For sure. Yet you still get your money's worth. And Just as fun. Pinehurst course, you know, as you would on 2 or 4. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can play 1, 3, and 5 cheaper than you can play 2 or 4. Yeah. You know, so that's the whole thing. You, you just kind of manage out, do I want to play a ton or do I want to, you know, blow my entire load on, on 2 or 4? Um, so we're playing for tomorrow. We're getting back today. Like I said, we left it wide open. Um, Dan, D. Lou, you have monopolized the range here. You have more than gotten your money's worth at the range, considering it is free. But even if you had to pay for the Pinehurst range, give people kind of uh, a rundown of how that works. Because little secret, you don't have to be staying at the resort to use the range. Nobody knows if you are staying there or not. You can go on. You can hit balls. Um, obviously, don't be an idiot about it. But the short game areas are second to none. The putting area is second to none. And the range is second to none. Agree? Second to none is a great way to put it. Uh, putting green we talked about a little bit. But, you know, aside from the actual course, there are little areas that you can just go putt yourself. 
just to get the greens down because they are much different than probably what you're playing at your normal course. Uh, let me let me jump in there because that's a great point. So you had been playing a lot in the fall. You know, I injured my ankle pretty bad. This is kind of the real first golf I played since it's kind of semi-healed. How big of a difference was it for you coming from the northeast, you know, cool weather grass um, that is a little bit slow and bumpy, coming down here to Pinehurst, these greens, this grass? What was that adjustment like? Uh, night and day, heaven and hell, uh, <laughs> oil and vinegar, whatever you want to say that is opposite, that's what you get. Especially, at, you know, my home course, Glenbrook, which is some of the most traditionally slow greens that you can pretty much every play coming down to these with the different slopes, undulations, and speed. Definitely a uh, learning curve the first day. Now, I, I went, I would say, you know, truth be told, probably two full visits down here before I even felt semi-comfortable putting on these greens. Um Connor, you've been from New Jersey to Texas to here and played golf kind of all over. How do these greens and, and these speeds and these slopes compare to places you've played across the country? Um, I mean, they're, they're comparable. Uh, where I worked in, in my home course in Texas, uh, the Deerwood Club, or you know, part of the clubs of Kingwood where they filmed the movie Tin Cup. Um, that, I mean, we had at times during the summers that they'd be rolling, you know, like 11, 12, you know, uh, they'd be rolling very, very fast. We, you know, we, we would hold Q schools there and, and stuff like that. So, um, I used to play on very, very fast greens, uh, being in New Jersey was a little bit different. You know, the greens kind of vary dependent on the course. Um, you know, uh, I, you know, we know about crystal Springs, obviously you go right. there, you know, you're, you're going to get some fast greens. Uh, but if you go to some of the other locally owned courses or um, e- even other courses owned by, you know, that resort, you know, you're going to get um, some some slower greens. But here, definitely comparable to where I've played before. And, you know, certainly a little bit different style of greens, as we saw on number three, um, as you see anywhere here in Pinehurst. But, um, you know, to where you have those Pinehurst moments. For sure. Uh, D. Lou, I had given you some advice, not consider myself an expert but someone that had been down here before i gave you some advice on what to work on at the range uh let the people know that advice and was it warranted for the rounds that we played so far first i'll put a bow on uh what we talked about earlier the practice facility is really just amazing the chipping uh portion of it there is a portion where you can chip before you got onto the cradle with uh, these kind of foam practice balls where you can hit full shots, and then they're really only going to go about 20 yards, which is great. So you can practice there. You can also walk over past the putting green, and you can go to the practice facility over there, which has two separate greens with uh, three different bunkers, and you can hit up to 20-yard chip shots there. Definitely worked on that today. And then over at the actual range, double-sided range, with uh, bunkers and everything in between, uh, so it's very aesthetically pleasing and is going to give you an idea of what you're going to look at as you're hitting out onto the course. We've, we've been here three full days. Give the people an estimate. Honestly, how many balls have you hit? Oh, uh, almost 500. <laughs> <laughs> we got back from Pine Wild today. D. Lou thought he was very close to fixing something in his swing. He dropped me off. I, had, I did. He, he did fix it uh, after – numerous b- balls being hit in uh, ample time there. 
I had some actual work to do. Came back to the uh, the residence that we're at. Did my work. Looked at my clock. Said, oh, 30 minutes. D. Lou said he was going to be back. Guess not. Laid down. Uh, he told me 30 minutes. He was about an hour and a half later, but he did fix it after probably an entire laundry basket worth of balls there. Actually, the first night we were on the range, he had the entire practice basket behind him and him only. An elderly woman came up and asked if she could have some. Now, at first, the man whipped around like the devil possessed and gave her a look as to say, woman, these are my balls here. Do not touch. And then I so eloquently said, of course, ma'am. You can have some. This man is a... F- I'm not sure I'm going to be able to get him to drive back on Friday morning. He is a practice fiend now. No, my back has been so tight. Uh, even the heated seats in the car aren't going to help. You're definitely driving. I'm going to be in the back seat just lounging. <laughs> but, yes, I have hit probably about 500 balls. Uh, one, because I haven't been playing the greatest, so I needed the practice. But, two, it is just a beautiful place to hit balls. And you get unlimited range balls. A laundry basket is actually... A fact of what these balls are sitting in and it is truly unlimited i mean you can walk up to any stall up there and they're going to be balls right behind you even if you have to share with ladies or other gentlemen that are right around you we got a chance today to play a course that not many people do pine wild country club they have two 18 hole courses they have a par three course which connor raved about and i can 100 percent attest to the fact that he was so correct uh i could spend Hours and days walking that nine-hole course. The train tracks traverse the entire community. Um, Connor, give me a little bit of your background with Pine Wild and, and how you know it so well. So the um, you know the one thing that hasn't been mentioned is um, how long I've been here in Pinehurst, which has only been about three years now. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, meanwhile, in those three years, I'm going to tell you, this man literally could open a tour service because he took us around last night after the Pinecrest Inn and knew almost every single house, who lived where. I mean, the ins and outs, things you would never know unless you were literally a true local. Yeah. And um, so I've only been here about three years, but I've visited the area for quite some time now uh, since I was a kid. As Hope, uh, you know, explained to you guys, she's known me since I was about three feet tall. And, um, I've been, you know, anytime I would go to play or, you know, come here to Pinehurst and, and, and go to play, I actually would not go to the resort and I would go to Pine Wild because that's where, you know, my uncle was, uh, the head pro at the time. And every time I would go and play the Azalea course. And that's why it just always, um, you know, kind of stuck with me. And when, you know, when you said, you know, you were looking for par threes to play. It just it clicked right in my mind, and I knew it was going to be a good idea. Yeah, I mean, par threes are everybody knows my absolute favorite. I just I love it. I love a, a little short course where you can bring you know a few clubs, but this par three course is not that. It, it's not the cradle. I mean, we had holes from one twenty to you know one ninety eight today, uphill, downhill, uh, undulating greens, not domed like Pinehurst, but just a different feel um hope the director of golf there is just fantastic what a personality she's got an awesome boston accent uh great talking with her had a, had a great time and, and a place that i literally can't wait to go back because we got a preview of playing the back nine of the magnolia course and i mean i always tell my wife i say you know if i retire it has to be at a place 
that has a course that I could play over and over and over till I die. The first few holes of that, I was like, wow, this this is a, a, a it's a dope course. Um, I'm not sure it's walkable. You know, there there are some drives, but super fast electric carts. I mean, we breezed through nine holes in, gosh, maybe an hour and 20 minutes, the two of us. And, you know, that's that's with me making a, a, a double-digit score on a hole there. Uh, but that's Karkow for you, not having the, the right clubs. So tomorrow we go cradle in the morning, and then D. Lou and I go off and try to tackle Pinehurst number four. Figure for him it's baptism by fire. Uh, Connor, how many times have you played the cradle? Uh, tomorrow will be, I think, probably like my 15th time playing it. Uh, something around there probably. So a bit of an expert. Uh, I, I know it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but as I said, you know, one of the first times I ever played it was with my dad for Father's Day. And in his, well, at that point, 58 uh, years of living, had not had a hole-in-one. And on the first hole, aced it. And almost came close to a second ace on the uh, on the ninth hole. And meanwhile, I can't even get it on the green. So, you know how it goes. And it's, I heard, I think you say it, that somebody does not count that as an ace. That's BS, in my opinion. So that has actually been disputed. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, I, I actually would have forgotten about that. But that has actually been disputed, that a hole-in-one on the cradle does not count as a hole-in-one. Wrong. Wrong. I fully believe that it it is 100%, you know, it counts as a, as a hole-in-one because it is, you know, it is a nine-hole course with, you know, I forget what, you know, I, well, obviously the par uh you know it 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 is a course it 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 makes no sense for you know for that to you know to be even questioned if Um, if you go play golf anywhere and a course sets up a hole a specific way even temporary green or whatever they have to move the tees up because they're working on tee boxes you have to play what they give you if you ace it it's an ace in sports a w is a w you can only beat who they put in front of you, right? So if the hole is put in front of you and it is presented to you and you ace that hole, hole in one. The only thing that doesn't count is hole in one at Thistle Do, right? That's not real. That's not, it's a putting course. Yeah. Okay. Or, Otherwise, I'd have three the other day. You know, I, I could see a hole in one on the par three, uh, you know, three hole challenge course at Pine Wild. I could see that being disputed. You know, something like that on a, you know, on a three hole course or a six hole course, maybe like, you know, bottle brush over there at Longleaf. I could see that maybe being disputed, but on the cradle, absolutely not. Yeah. And I'll go as far as, as like bottle brush is, a, is another par three course. It's six holes at Longleaf, the U S kids, uh, national headquarters facility. And the, the holes range from like 40 to 80 yards. The greens are small. The greens are undulating. I mean, you you have to hit oh, yeah. a great shot, and again, that's what is presented to you as a par three. Therefore, hole in one in my book. Mm-hmm. You know, simple as that. Uh, so that's tomorrow. We we play um, the cradle with Connor, and then we bid adieu, and then we try to kind of knock get our heads lopped off uh, on number four. Uh, let's go to some places that we have eaten at, or places that you like to eat at when we're here. So so far, we've hit up in this trip alone the Ryder Cup Lounge, uh, the Pinecrest Inn which was uh, our first time going there. Midland Bistro, 
That was D. Lou's pick, which was phenomenal. And then the track this morning. If people don't know the track, track is this great little American-style restaurant. Might seat 20 people. Max, maybe 25 people. It's across from the harness track uh, where the ponies race. And they do polo cross and all that stuff right in the middle of town. Uh, you really can't miss it. Um, and super cheap, super low-key, awesome place, kind of a locals-only type place. So in addition to those places, Connor, give a few other recommendations that people might miss because they just keep the resort in mind and don't think outside the box when they come here. So I have to start this off with the track. 100%. If you don't go to the track on your trip to Pinehurst, you are missing out. You're doing something wrong. I literally live within maybe 25 to 30 steps of like walking to the, you know, across the tracks. So, I, you know, I, I can't beat that. But as far as other places go that most people don't, you know, really know about or go to you know everybody a lot of people they focus when they come to the resort and they stay at the resort or they stay um you know surrounding area they'll focus on resort stuff or center of the village which there's plenty of great places in the center of the village like we went to the pine crest inn um you know there's dugan's the drum and quill um lisi that that italian restaurant i told right, you the new about place that, there yeah that, that is fairly new and it, it is phenomenal um, and there's there's plenty of places there right in the center of town, um, but there's also a few places that are you know kind of straight out of town a little bit. Uh, one place in particular, uh, Vito's Vito's Pizzeria in Aberdeen over there, off, right off, over here off of Highway Five, and um, the best New York pizza. If you're from the Northeast and you're coming to Pinehurst, that's the pizza you want to get. See that now I'm a pizza snob. Right, and I, I grew up in, you know, I, I guess the pizza capital of the world. Um, I mean, I went to school with kids whose parents owned, you know, rival pizza places and stuff. And my wife and I are definitely pizza snobs. So I might take you up on that challenge. I and might, they, And they take cash only, so it's good for you. I like that. You know, <laughs> it's, it's funny because, you know, with COVID and stuff, and everyone is taking great precautions down here. So don't think that it's the wild, wild west or anything like that, you know. But, um it's funny because so many places are taking plastic only because they don't want to, you know, touch cash or whatnot. Um, so yes, I do like a place that will take cash. Cash is king. No, it, it is a it is a great spot. But besides there, um, there's certainly a ton of places in Southern Pines. Um, you know, I told you about the uh, Southern Prime Steakhouse. That place is phenomenal. Um, there's also a few other, you know, pub type spots, uh, Chapman's, which is over, um, I want to say it's off of New Hampshire Ave, but I could be incorrect. Um, I forget the exact placement of it, but there's a, a, a few good spots over there that most people wouldn't, you know, know to drive, you know, a few extra minutes to go enjoy. Now, D. Lou, you and your wife are, uh, admitted foodies. I mean, I know you love to sample different cuisines of the places that, that you travel to. What's your experience been here like with the food? I don't think we've had a bad meal yet. I mean, even at the halfway house on three, sausage sandwich was on point. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Midland Bistro was something that we just kind of randomly came across. That's not something that we had kind of already planned. The track, Ryder Club, <clears throat> Ryder Cup Club, um, you know, we knew we were going to go there. The Deuce, we knew we were going to go to these places. But... Yeah, I forgot to mention the Deuce. That's the new restaurant, bar, 
That Pinehurst put right behind the pro shop overlooks the 18th green there, our number two. Great spot. Yeah, so uh, for people that enjoy, you know, finding something good to eat after playing around, uh, you pretty much can't go wrong so far. Yeah, it's, 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 I mean, you could really just kind of throw a stone and, and hit something good here that's either good food or, you know, relates to golf or whatnot. Connor, I got to ask you. So I've been here for a few times, like I've mentioned, and at, Certain times there's been different events. There's been the U.S. Open. There's been the U.S.M. twice that I've been here for. There's been uh, the the Carolina Pro Pro tournament going on. The the ladies putting club you know monopolized uh, Thistle Do this morning. How how crazy does it stay year round with tourists? Uh, for the most part, it stays pretty consistent. Um, especially, you know, in the summertime, in the better months of the year, obviously. But when the U.S. kids come to town, this place is chaos. I swear to you. I mean, you don't even want to be anywhere driving around the resort. I mean, it's just wild. And they don't even play just at the resort either. Oh, they no. use the courses all over the they town, almost, the county. They play almost every course in the area. I mean, from Longleaf to... Mid-South to Talamore to over here and, you know, at Pinehurst, so even over at Legacy. Um, I mean, though, you know, that, that tournament in, or, you know, that event in, you know, specifically um, is, is quite, you know, quite wild. I have actually personally not been here for a U.S. Open. So I cannot speak on that and, and how that how three, wild that three is. Three years, three and a half years. Yeah. Well, no, less. Three years in a month, you'll you'll have your but chance. From what I understand, U.S. Opens here. I mean, you're better off just having a golf cart and using that to get around because driving a car is just you know, with all the traffic that's already, you know, from all the the locals around here and all the you know, basically there's a a landfill right down the road, maybe a few miles from the resort, so. You get a lot of traffic through here, um, and when you add, you know, thousands of people, tens know, of thousands, exactly. yeah, exactly. You know, it depends on the event. You know, um, the um, north south. Uh, yep, um, I forgot that one. You know, all, all these events that they hold here. Um, I mean, it certainly doesn't, you know, make life here unenjoyable, but it certainly. Uh, you know, you can tell when there's some people in town. That's for certain. So, so definitely a thing to think about and possibly plan if people are looking to make a trip. Just kind of do a little bit of extra research and see if something else is going on at the resort. Um, because the last thing that you'd want to happen is you know have your heart set on playing like let's say number two. Now this week number two was monopolized with the Pro Pro, um, the Carolinas PGA Section Pro Pro. I mean, you could not get a tee time on number two. So if you came here this week and it's something that you wanted. That course has been closed down for the last three days for those guys. Yeah, and and that's correct. And and even over the past month or month and a half, probably it's been very very hard even for members to get tee times on number two. They've been giving a lot of it to resort play, especially for the time of year, because you know they don't send tee times out very late on number two. Um, that's one thing that if you're gonna plan a trip to Pinehurst, you definitely want to make sure that the time that you're coming there's no big events you're going to be able to get out on the courses you want to it is a little bit hard because booking tee times at pinehurst you can book things in certain uh days in advance but it's not like you can do it you know 30 days in advance so it's a little bit hard sometimes but when you book your trip usually it's a little bit easier to kind of pick and choose those dates 
Um, but you definitely always want to make sure that you're not going to be stuck playing courses that not necessarily are bad courses, but courses that you just may not want to be here for. You, you know, you may want to play number two, and you can only get out on four. Yeah, for so. a lot of people, it's it's that bucket list trip, and they want to hit up everything and anything that they can within the week that they're there. So it, it'd be really unfortunate to not put in an extra 10 to 15 minutes worth of work and have, you know, quote-unquote, your week ruined, which it wouldn't be, but if you can only make it here, let's say, once in a lifetime or once every decade or so, um, it could definitely put a crimp in things, you know, could definitely mess it up a little bit. Yeah, you always want to make sure that you plan ahead, you know, and just take that, you know, as you said, 15 minutes maybe to just, you know, look into it, make sure that, you know, you're going to be here at a good time and that you can do what you want to do because some people travel from, you know, quite the distance to come here to just play number two. And, you know, sometimes people will probably get here and then find out that they can't play it or whatever the case. But, um, you know, just always make sure that you plan ahead. (laughs) One of my favorite things here, uh, which has woken me up a few times through the night, is the the train that passes by, parallels Beulah Hill Road, uh, runs through some of the neighborhoods. I, you know, to me that's like a Norman Rockwell esque. It's like the epitome of like you know the old time American uh, historic town. Uh, you gave me a little bit of information on that train. I'm going to have you share that with the people people that have been here before that have listened to the podcast. They say oh, I never knew that, or people that come down that had no idea a train was you know even in the vicinity. So that train is actually operated by um, a railroad company called Carolina, Aberdeen, and Western, I believe. And from what I've been told uh, by a local here, that it it used to be or is the chicken train. As I told you, it runs from Mountain Candor by all the the chicken plants out there and runs down, you know, through Moore County and, and out through here through Pinehurst and Aberdeen and such. And... I mean, we saw it the other day. I mean, it had multiple different, you know, cars it was pulling. So I don't, I don't necessarily know that it's uh, the quote-unquote chicken train, but um, it's certainly, you know, it, it'll it'll wake you up in the middle of the night if you're if you're close enough to it. Which, unfortunately for myself, I am, and right now you guys are as well. So yeah, um, it uh, it, it will rattle. Luckily, it hasn't come through at two o'clock and then five o'clock in the morning for you guys. Well, the the other night I came through at twelve thirty and two forty. Oh, oh! So it did happen. Oh, it was a back to back. Yeah, within uh, you know two hours of each other. D. Lou was dead asleep. He didn't hear it at all. I don't know how. I, I, I've I, learned to to sleep through it. Surprisingly, I think that's amazing. My windows were literally rattling, and, and it's not even something I get mad at. Like I'm, I'm so enamored with the charm of this thing. I'm like, oh, the train's coming! Yay, the train! Like, oh, the train whistle! I'm like a little kid. Yeah. Well, you know what's <laughs> funny is we actually, uh, you know, there was an earthquake that uh, happened, and I believe it was like Southern Virginia a couple months ago, and um, people here felt it. And some people thought it was just, um, you know, stuff going on at Fort Bragg. Mm, yep. And at the time, I was home, and I just, I was like, oh, it's probably just a train, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think anything of it. So, um, you know, it was, you know, and then to find out there was an earthquake, I was like, oh, my gosh, you know? Yeah. That, that train really does <laughs> shake yeah. the place, you know? Yeah, as if the greens here aren't hard enough, you know? <laughs> you're, you're standing out there, and the earthquake happens. <laughs> Um, I'm going to, we'll leave with these last two questions. D Lou, this first one is for you. Um, I know you haven't played number four. You actually told me, and I thought this was awesome that you didn't even really look into the course much, so you did much research. So it's kind of be all new tomorrow and, and, you know, like a mind blowing experience. What is your goal 
for tomorrow on number four? Hit clean shots, stay out of trouble, play smart, and break 100. Okay. Hit clean shots, doable. What was your next one? Uh, play smart. Play smart. Do you think that's going to happen? Yes. Okay. No. <laughs> We've been playing a little bit of match play this week. Um, as everyone knows, we just we always play for a dollar. It's stupid, but it's something that's on the line. And um, D-Lou, just as of right now, this, we haven't finished playing the cradle number four yet, but how – how many dollars are you down? I'm down four, but one was actually a push, but I could not sleep with myself knowing that we pushed. So I challenged you and I lost. There you go. So we're at f- we're at four or we're at five? We're at four with that. Okay, so we're at $4 with that. So coming away, winner, big, big bucks. That's a cash that I could spend on more merch. I might end up, you know, Double, triple, quad pressing you on four tomorrow when I'm feeling it. And maybe we'll make some extra dollars. Okay, there you go. And I think I actually owe you a dollar from Thistle Do. <laughs> I, I think you beat all of us. But uh, oh yeah, because it came down to that final putt and you did win. So I think I do owe you a dollar. So I do love the people out there that think I'm actually good at golf. And then you know what you need to realize. We talked about this on number three, right? Like if unless you're a tour pro and unless you're making your living playing golf. I hate to break it to you. I hate to bust your ego in your bubble, but you suck. Okay? <laughs> the the thing is, though, there are different levels of how bad you suck at golf. You know? I mean, Dustin Johnson shot back-to-back 80s in two tournaments at one point. Like, in his mind, he sucked at golf at that point. Um, you might shoot a 140. You just happen to suck a little bit more at golf. That's all. So nobody is good, okay? Realize that, and no one's going to hit great shots all the time. Um, I just, I just happen to be on a on a lucky streak, if you will. Um, Connor, after being here for two plus years or so, what has been your greatest Pinehurst moment so far? Like one of those kind of pinch me moments, like you know, oh my god, I can't believe I'm doing this and I live here. Huh, that's actually a little bit of a hard one. Um, that's what we do here. We just ask the pressing questions. No no softballs. I mean, I would probably have to say the best moment I've had here in Pinehurst, you know, golf-related, uh, would certainly have to be, you know, sharing that hole-in-one with my dad on the on the cradle. That, yeah, was, that had to be awesome. That was pretty – I mean, that was insane, you know, because <laughs> we had groups of people behind us waiting to go off and, you know – kind of had like a little bit of an audience for it so that was cool you know and getting to share that with them um but besides that i mean just getting to live here play the courses that i'm able to play and get out and play when i'm able to play i mean being able to and don't sue me pine hair sorry but going out behind my condo and chipping some balls at night, you know <laughs> uh you know it, it you can't beat it you know you you, you know the the lifestyle down here is amazing and uh you know just being able to live here you know in and of itself i think is is very special um let people know where they can find you on instagram how to follow you all that stuff so you can find me on instagram sand hills golfer um other than that it's just my business page which you know you can find on my personal page if you really want to go follow that but i'm not going to bore anybody with any of that you know funny stuff but well, and it, and look, if you are local and, and you're looking um, for the business that Connor is in and you find it on his Instagram page, it's definitely something to hit up if you are local 
to the area because I've seen his work. He does great stuff. Which surprisingly, I've actually had locals who have called me uh, out for you know for quotes and such. And oh yeah, I saw your Instagram page, and I'm like, you saw my Instagram page, you know? <laughs> How'd you find that, you know? But they just type the name in, and it comes up, you know, right yeah. on Google. So small world. Um, but that's where you can find me at. And uh, I mean, if anybody ever, you know. Has any questions about coming down to Pinehurst? Uh, any, you know, um, questions about lodging, where to play, where to eat, anything like that? Um, they can always, you know, shoot me a DM. Um, you know, ask me any questions you want. I'm usually pretty open about, you know, answering anything that anybody's going to ask me. You know, as far as you know, anything golf related. So yeah, I mean, definitely look them up. Uh... Buddy, it's been, I mean, it's been amazing. I can, we honestly can't thank you enough. I mean, the trip probably would not have happened this time down without you. It was an awesome, oh. lasting friendship. We'll be playing golf in Pinehurst for years to come and at this I, point. I can't wait, but, you know, before we hop off, I do have to give the shout-out to Sean. You know, he was, you know, kind of the hookup, you know, that, you know, I got for you guys yep. you know, with the, yep. you know, the accommodations. Big shout-out to Hope over at Pine Wild for getting us out there today. And, uh, you know, letting you guys experience a little bit something different than the par three course as well uh, that I'm so, so used to, even though I haven't played it in 10 years. Um, and I mean, I mean, she is just the, the sweetest woman in the world and, you know, was just so nice of her to, you know, let us out there today. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and shout out to you guys, you know, because you put up with me for the past few days. <laughs> I know that's not an easy thing to do. So. Yeah. Uh, look, if you're down here, um, obviously visit Alex at Pinehurst resort. Um, DM him through Pinehurst's actual Instagram page. He runs that go to legacy. See Sean, tell him we sent you go to pine wild. If you can shoot her an email, call, talk to hope, see if you can get on. You will not be disappointed. Uh, truly a hidden gem of Pinehurst. Gentlemen, appreciate it greatly. And people, as always, either get busy golfing or get busy dying. The game of golf is more than a sport. It's a lifestyle. Blue skies, bright sun, the walk, good friends, and the shots that keep you coming back. That is golf. Iconic, vintage, classic. Eagles and Arrows didn't create the look. They've only perfected it. Eagles and Arrows provides the classic American golf look with a modern spin. Hats, gloves, club head covers, and my favorite, the vintage American carry bag, are some of the amazing items you can find at eaglesandarrows.com. Follow them on Instagram at eaglesandarrows.co. It's Eagles and Arrows Company, CO, on Instagram. Love golf, live life, Eagles and Arrows.